Buenos dias from Diamond Springs. This is the Rorschach Venezuela update from Thursday, 25 of November 2021. A quick summary of what's going down in Venezuela. On Wednesday, 17th of November, music and podcast platform Spotify added Venezuela to the list of territories in which it operates. Previously, people in the country could not legally access this app without a VPN. Now, they can do so without restrictions, either in the free or paid plans. This news is also exciting for the country's musicians, who can now obtain royalties based on the number of streams that their songs have on the platform. On Saturday, 20th of November, the Guinness World Record Organization certified the Venezuelan feat of bringing together 12,000 musicians in a single concert to form the world's largest orchestra. They broke the previous record set by Russia, which had an orchestra composed of 8,000 musicians. Let's talk about politics. Last Sunday, the 21st of November, the elections for mayors and governors were held. With almost 60% abstention rate, the election day resulted in Chavismo obtaining a 20 of the 23 governorships and most of the mayoralities. It is important to highlight that young voters, people under 40 years of age, had the lowest rate of electoral participation. In Spain, Hugo Alpoyo Carvajal, former director of intelligence of the late Hugo Chavez's government, testified on Tuesday, 16th of November, before the Italian judiciary. The Italian courts are very interested in the information Carvajal possesses about the illegal financing of the Five Star Movement by the Chavista regime. The press tried to obtain information, but since the process is in full swing, none of the parties involved could release Carvajal's statements. Carvajal's strategy is pretty clear. He intends to delay his extradition to the United States, which used to depend only on Spain and avoid being executed. Now, he has demanded asylum in Italy to continue his statements. With Italy involved, his extradition could be delayed even more. A report in the newspaper El Mundo revealed the letters sent by Raulo Morodo, the former ambassador of Spain in Venezuela, when Rodriguez Zapatero was the prime minister of Spain. Within the missives, there were terms that stood out, such as Dear Gazelle, to refer to Delcy Rodriguez, today vice president of Venezuela. In the letters, there also were business requests for his son, Alejo Morodo. Raul Morodo also asked personal favors to support business acquaintances. The content of the letters was delivered by the Economic and Fiscal Crime Unit to the Court of Instruction No. 1 of the Audencia Nacional in an extensive report. Hugo Chavez's ex-vice minister's plot was investigated for plundering the state-owned company Petróleos de Venezuela, C.A. They collected in Andorra more than $200 million in commissions from an insurance contract of the public energy company. The money was deposited between 2008 and 2010 in the Banca Privada de Andorra. In the accounts of Omar Farias, Luis Mariano Rodriguez Cabello, and Diago Salazar, Salazar is Rafael Ramirez's cousin. Ramirez was the Minister of Petroleum and President of PDVSA between 2004 and 2013. Salazar and Farias have been prosecuted since 2018 in Andorra, together with about 30 other people for being members of an organization that looted 2 million euros from PDVSA. The Swiss financial market's supervisory body, FINMA, reported on Thursday, 18th of November, the imposition of restrictive measures on two banks in the country, 
Banca Zaratini and Compen Banker Helvetique for their ties to possible money laundering practices by the company PDVSA. At the moment, the banks can't receive any new Venezuelan clients. According to FINMA, the two entities failed to comply with their obligations in the fight against money laundering and violated the supervisory law Banca Zaratini between 2014 and 2018 and CBH in the period 2012 and 2020. On Sunday, the 21st of November, the United States insisted on calling for the unconditional release of the six former executives of the U.S. subsidiary of PDVSA, CITGO. They have been imprisoned in Venezuela for four years now. U.S. State Department spokesman Ned Price insisted that the executives were deceitfully invited by the Venezuelan government and since then have not been allowed to return nor have they been given a fair trial. CITGO recently published its financial results for the third quarter of this year. The subsidiary of Petróleos de Venezuela and the United States recorded a slight increase of 3% in exports of refined products when comparing sales in the third quarter versus the second quarter. However, the oil company also admits a net loss of $4 million compared to the net income of $3 million recorded in the second quarter. Within the country, Venezuela's oil production averaged over 800,000 barrels per day in the first two weeks of November, 500,000 barrels below PDVSA's target. However, the oil production target has been cut to 1 million barrels due to the overall low production. The Venezuelan Central Bank issued a circular on Thursday, 18th of November, in which it prohibits authorized banks to operate in the foreign currency exchange market to sell foreign currency at a different price than the price when they received this money in order to avoid speculation. According to experts, this measure will increase the parallel foreign currency market, which could eventually generate hyperinflationary conditions again. The government of Guyana, a country bordering Venezuela, expresses concern over the excessive influx of Venezuelans in precarious situations seeking food and medicine in that country. In review of the situation, Guyana's government has given a positive response, helping Venezuelans, but they do not know if they will be able to attend to a larger number of people. Meanwhile, within the country, several international investors are looking to invest in Venezuelan projects. In order to do so, on the 2nd of December, the Apasionados Pitch Party will be held in Caracas. This is a contest in which Venezuelan entrepreneurs will be able to show their business proposals to obtain financing. Eight winners will be selected to have private meetings with investors and pave the way in the business world. Let's end the show with some good news. Venezuelan musician Rafael Payare made his debut as conductor of the Philadelphia Symphony Orchestra last 11th of November. In this concert, Dvorak's Seventh Symphony was played. He later conducted this orchestra again, which played the same symphony in two more concerts at Ryzen Hall. Local media in the U.S. reported that the 41-year-old Payare's performance was met with praise from the audience. Congratulations, Rafael. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Subscribe to our show in your favorite podcast listening app to be updated weekly about the big stuff going down in Venezuela. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at venezuela at rorschach.com or follow us on Instagram at Rorschach Venezuela and Twitter at Rorschach We. Hasta la próxima!